thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So one of the stories that came out this week was a brilliant article in The Conversation. We talk about it a lot, theconversation.com, titled Farming in South Africa, the six things that need urgent attention. And uh, the person who wrote it is someone who has been on the show a few times and we rate him big time when it talks to agriculture and the context of agriculture in our country as well. Wendili Sitlobo is a senior fellow, Department of Agricultural Economics at Stellenbosch University. Wendili, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. So you probably heard a snippet of the last conversation, which uh, highlights uh, from the DG Murray Trust, the concept of agriculture as we move forward as a possibility for work. But you've also said there are things that need urgent attention in order for us to expand and reach our goals in that world. Talk to us about what you wrote about. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Uh, you are right that the agricultural sector holds potential both for growth and job opportunities. Uh, and I think it can bring uh, sufficient vibrancy in rural South Africa, where if you drive around in small towns, you actually see that uh, there's a sense of hopelessness in some. So we look around we say which industries can bring uh, a bit of life. And when you think about that, you see tourism and agriculture is one of those. But I think on agriculture, because we still have roughly 2.6 million hectares of arable land in South Africa, that is not yet uh, fully productive. There's a lot that we can extract uh, from, from there, Michelle. And to get a sense of how being that size of the land. I mean, you have to think about what we produce in grains and oil seeds today in South Africa. We produce it in about 4.3 million hectares. So when you have 2.6, there's a lot you can do in that. But then, Michelle, as you rightly say, there's a couple of things that need to be done for us to be able to achieve that potential that we talk about. The first one, which I think is urgent for any sector of the economy, is a story around energy. Say, how do we make sure that there's a well-calibrated load shedding um, for those that are producing food as essential products. But more importantly, how do we structure incentives for them to do their own generation uh, in areas where it's possible? The other one is around uh, the story of exports. Because as it stands today, South Africa exports about 51% of what we produce in value terms. So we're already doing um, good stuff. But then if you are going to expand production, you have to ensure that there are export markets at which those products can go to. And in the article, we, we, we clarify some of these, Michelle. And we can talk about some in detail, but they involve land reform, a bit of clarity there, uh, falling in municipalities in rural towns, uh, which is a very troubling issue. And I think it leads to all of these poor roads maintenance and the other things that are weighing in the sector. Finance is one of the important things that blocks, especially young people that are trying to come into the sector to say, how do we think about that and how should it be structured, as well as a few regulations within the Department of Agriculture. So those are all things that I think um, if the Minister of Agriculture can look into these and prioritize, as I hope that she will be doing that, um, then we can see uh, a different picture and, and the fortunes of the sector in the near term. You know, I was interested to read what you said about the critical need for um, energy. And, you know, we know about the chicken farming and that particular, uh, those particular incidents, the, the battery chickens and the broiler chickens. 
But there's also, you, you wrote about the um, farmers actually needing power to water fields and the like. Just explain that further for us because we sort of never really remember that as well. Yeah, Michelle, the, the agriculture sector is one of the intensive users of, of energy because you have to think about it this way. In staple grains, such as maize, about 20% of it is under irrigation. In wheat, when it's on season, it is a winter crop. We are harvesting it now, but it will be back on season in April. Um, about half of it is under irrigation. Soybeans, summer crop, 15% of it under irrigation. When you think about fruits and vegetables, Almost all of it is under irrigation. So, and then you think about the dairy industry. Yeah. Uh, there's no way you can operate a dairy industry without a consistent supply of power. So across all, and the, the, in the aquaculture space, people that are in Avalon farming and course, the others, yeah. they also need that. So when you have interruptions that are beyond stage two, um, then it becomes quite difficult for these colleagues. But then there are conversations now uh, between the Minister of Agriculture, organized agriculture groupings, AFCOM, to say what ways within their possibilities can actually be done to ease the pressures in here. But at the same time, think about the medium and long-term strategies which involve own generation where it's possible within agriculture. Because then they, you'll be dealing with power shortages, but also a way of saying, let's green the agricultural sector, because this is a sector that is exporting. So you want to bring the sense of renewable energy production in it, uh, because some of our markets, such as Europe and the others, they care very much about these things. Yeah. You mentioned land reform, and earlier you said that we have 2.6 million hectares of arable land, which is not being used at the moment. I mean, it seems to me that this would be a no-brainer to start getting those kinds of narratives in line and those kinds of policies in line. Absolutely, Michelle. There are people in some of the hectares within that 2.6 million hectares, but it's not used productively for a number of reasons. There are issues around title deeds or long-term tradable leases. Uh, There are issues of uh, uh, people who benefited on that land but starved of capital to actually get it going. Now, the thinking at the moment, which you saw it coming out of the ANC's uh, policy reports, but in various speeches of Minister Tedeza and uh, President Ramaphosa, is this idea around agricultural development and land reform agency, which would focus on the redistribution pillar of land reform. We have three pillars in land reform, restitution and tenure. And then ideally, this agency would be able to properly select the beneficiaries that would benefit um, on land reform and think about the post-transfer uh, support system and hopefully give the beneficiary is either title deeds or plus 30 years of uh, tradable leases so that they can be able to raise capital and go through the farming. But those people that should benefit in there, they should go through some form of incubation mm. so that we select the right jockeys for the land because land reform in South African case is not only a, a historical justice question, but also to say the economic uh, angle. So you are mm. dealing with restorative justice and the economic question at the, at the same time, because you have these triple challenges in the country, high poverty, unemployment, and inequality, and you have to make sure that any policy that you take, to a certain extent, it does deal with those three challenges. And certainly, if you talk about incubation, it takes land reform out of sustainability into scalability, I imagine, in the long run. You know, 
Wandile, you, you talk about um, the fallout from collapsing local administrations. Yesterday we were speaking to someone from Sapien. They were just talking about how the mines were using lignin from the trees, which is that polymer, it's like glue, to spray onto the dust roads because the roads were not, you know, great and they needed to keep the roads in place. And I imagine that farmers are doing that as well, which talks to the challenge of a collapsing local administration because ultimately that's not really what they should be doing. Yeah, it's a huge challenge, uh, Michelle, and not only for agriculture, it's the same on tourism. I'm sure you saw one of our friends, uh, Nelo, on Twitter at the start of the year where she was showing this video of the collapsing roads in municipalities in Free State, yeah. where they, it was blocking a bit of tourism uh, happening there. Uh, but in agriculture, it's a major one across all of our small towns, Free State, Northwest, Eastern Cape, and really across. And the challenge there is that it also increases the cost because now money that could have been used for expansion in business, it goes to maintaining roads. Um, and it becomes also a critical challenge for uh, small entrance uh, farmers, exactly. as well as some of the new entrance farmers that are getting into the sector, and they don't have means of actually transporting their products. Yeah. A week ago, I was talking to dairy uh, farmers in the Eastern Cape, black commercial dairy farmers, who were unable to deliver milk to some of their key clients. And one of the issues were these bad roads. So it really um, is an issue that is taking us back. And I think that the government needs to look at these things as the municipalities because if they are not addressed, they actually play against the whole growth narrative that is talked about in Pretoria. You talk about um, the, the, the growth narrative, but are not certain things not being addressed. And in closing, we have a little time, very little time left. Just the idea of the lack of progress of key regulations. One of the things it seems to me that we have is a kind of opaqueness around policy, that there's very little decision-making, final decision-making around regulation, regulatory uh, issues and also policy. Is that impacting and how is that impacting on the farming sector? In the farming sector, it impacts us in, in various ways. Uh, some involve the ease of bringing scientific uh, products in the country, seeds and agrochemicals that are crucial for, for productivity. But the positive part now is that through Minister Tidiza, who's been very open and working well right. with the organized agriculture, we are beginning to look into this so that we can see the sector growing in the long run. Wandile, I love talking to you. I love following you on Twitter. I love reading your works. They truly make me understand stuff that is way out of my ambit as a city girl. So I want to say thank you so much for all that you do as a citizen of South Africa. Thank you. Thank you. Wandile Setlobo, Senior Fellow, Department of Agricultural Economics at Stellenbosch University. Eight o'clock, time for the news. Good morning.